0: You're listening to the fourth Bitachon podcast, and I'd like to share with you something which I'm experiencing, which you may be experiencing as well, which is that as a person starts to work on Bitachon, as as a person starts to work on his faith in God, so Hashem sends him opportunities to see his Hashkach Pratis, his divine providence in his life. He starts to see, I, I mentioned in the Parsha podcast that I wanted to speak about Bitachon in the Parsha, Hashem sent me the right piece to speak about. But it's happening in kaseder. it's happening consistently and constantly that Hashem is showing me that He's there with me and that there's Hashkach HaPratis just to share a little one. Um, each morning, so I go to learn in the base medish nearby, I go to study in the study hall and there's an Israeli there who we've been speaking about Bittachon over the last few months as I've been exploring it and deepening my understanding of it. And he himself is also now working on it. We're working on it together. And I told him a story on Wednesday, which he had never heard before. Which my rasha shiva tells over that he heard in the name of Rabbi Kotler.? Okay, so I tell over the told over the story, and it's a story about Reb Zundel. I'll tell you the story as well. Reb Zundel Misalant was known for his talking for his uh, amazing faith in God, to the point where he can make things happen with that faith, so to speak. He's had such trust in God. He had two daughters, one of which was married to Reb Shmuel Misalant. They lived in Jerusalem. This goes back to the, maybe the late 1800s, or the mid-1800s. And he had another daughter who was not yet married. So he had Bitachon, he had faith in God, he trusted God, that he was going to go to the port at Yafo, where boats came in at that time. He was going, there was going to be on one of those boats, on the boat that he would wait for, there would be a Bachar, a young man, suitable to marry his daughter. He had Bitachon, he had faith in God. He went to the port, he waited at the port. And a man came out after most of the people had already left the boat. Finally, at the very end, there was a young man, a bacher, who, he was. He had a rope for a belt, he, he had wooden shoes, he was obviously not well-to-do. And Reb said to him, would you be interested in marrying my daughter? The young man said, sure. So he brought him home, back to Jerusalem. It was a scandal. Reb is marrying off his daughter to this unknown person who just got off the boat, literally... And so this guy didn't seem to be anybody who was uh, learned or really appropriate or fitting to be Reb Zindl's son-in-law, but Reb Zindl had had his bitach and he had, had his faith in God, and he knew that this was the one who was intended for his daughter. So they, he got, they got married, and Reb Zindl's new son-in-law sat in the back of the basementish, in the back of the study hall there. They hoped maybe he would learn some olive bays. he didn't seem to be learned at all. It came Erev Pesach. It came the day before the Passover holiday. There were only three people in the basement. There were three people studying in the study hall. One was Reb Shmuel Misalant, Reb Zundel's other son- son-in-law. Another individual, they were studying together. And this new son-in-law of Reb Zundel and the two in the front were going back and forth, fiery learning, talking in Torah. And they were having this back and forth and they were very engrossed and deep into a certain subject. And all of a sudden, from the back of the room, this young man, who everyone thought was an Amharitz was an Ignoramus, he jumps into the conversation as if he's following the entire thing, and he says, my grandfather, the Shagas Arie, his grandfather was a particular great sage who had written a very famous book, my grandfather, the Shagas Arye, says this and this and this and this. So it became clear right away that he was somebody who was obviously a scholar, and he was also a he had great lineage. So Rabbi Shmuel Misalanti heard my grandfather the Shagas Ariye, he runs out the door he goes to Rabbi Zundel, and he says to him do you realize who you got for his son-in-law? It's a son-in-law? It's a grandson of the Shagas Aryeh it's unbelievable. And Rabbi Zundel said okay, he, he wasn't he wasn't blown away, he wasn't even impressed because he had had his bitachon, he had had his faith in God and of course God had provided him, him with exactly what he needed. Okay, so that's the story which I heard from my Rosh Hashiva, he heard from Rabbi Aaron Cutler, his Rosh Hashiva I told this story over to my friend in the Beis Medrash, Reb Meshulam, and so Meshulam goes home that day. This is Wednesday of last week, and he's involved in his bitach and trusting in God. He mentions it to his grandmother, a woman who's approaching the age of ninety, and she's not somebody who tells stories. And remember, this is the first time that Meshulam ever heard this story. He's he's uh, been around for a while. He's never heard this story, not a well-known story. He says over. You know what is going on in his life. He, he's working on Bitachan, His grandmother says Bitachan, There's a famous story with Rab and he went to the port at Yafo, and he found his his future son-in-law. Same same exact day, two times he heard this famous story. That's not famous. That uh, it was just a, It's an amazing thing when a person works on Bitachan, When a person is looking for hashgachah pratis, looking for God's divine providence, God starts to show the person constantly. And I get to hear the story as well, which is exciting for me because I was involved. I was part of it. So let's continue in the Madriga Sa'adam. He says as follows, that when we have somebody who has bitachon, who trusts in God, if we look at the other side, somebody who doesn't trust in God, somebody who trusts in his own efforts. So they have a double problem. They have a double negative, two strikes against them. That person is always thinking, his mind is all over the place person sometimes will have, have to endanger himself and go in dangerous places. Or to use false means. That he, that he has a fear of death if it's found out what he's doing. Or he'll work all the days of his life. He will lose all of his strength, because he's so involved, he's working so hard. And obviously, the person will lose out in his spiritual life, because a person can't focus on spiritual matters if they're so involved in physical matters. Amazing thing, a person who is involved in putting in every effort necessary in order to accomplish and to have his livelihood. So he has to butter up the right person, He's got a, Anyone he thinks that he's going to get a benefit from, so he has to bow down completely to them. He needs to live all of his life with a life of pain and fear. Maybe he didn't say the right flattering words. Perhaps he didn't give enough honor to the one who thinks he's going to get some kind of benefit from. And he's afraid that perhaps he won't get what he needs from that person. He's always chasing after his tail. Additionally, when a person is dependent on other people, on other human beings, as he, he thinks it is in his head, those other people are also dependent on others. He's afraid that one of them perhaps, something will happen to them, they're... Uh, situation will, will become precarious. Whoever is dependent on that person, he's dependent on this person, he's dependent on that person, he's dependent on that person. If the first person, something happens to him, so then all the dominoes fall. Even if the person is able to attain something, it's a small thing. It's not necessarily going to happen consistently. That's why the verse says, Cursed is somebody who trusts in a human being and turns away from Hashem. Because when a person depends on another person, so it's not something which lasts forever. He's just living from the air. He's never for sure, he's never certain that he's going to have at any time what he needs. Everything that he needs is dependent on whatever happens. It's it's just it's it's almost random. It seems random. <laughs> he's always afraid. Maybe he'll be in danger as he's going on the way. <laughs> Maybe he'll die of hunger. <laughs> Maybe he won't find favor in the eyes of the other person who he feels he depends on. <laughs> Maybe somebody else said gossip, negative speech about him. He'll he'll be caused some kind of damage through that. It comes out that all of a person days so he just has anger and he has pain. He's not really living. He's missing that path in life. He has so many needs. That person doesn't have the path of faith in God. Through which they can have the answer to all of the questions of life. Says, uh, even more than this, the person is afraid even when he does have. Like the verse says, a person who's righteous. So when he has a morsel of bread to eat, he doesn't starve himself and put away half of it for tomorrow. He eats it all now because he's certain that he'll have what he needs tomorrow, just like he has what he needs today but the stomach of the evil ones they're always trying to save they can't eat the whole piece of bread because they might not have bread tomorrow so they save part of it today for tomorrow and today they just go hungry they're, they're never full they're always worried they never feel like they have enough it's, it's, it's literal and it's also a mushroom it's also an analogy the explanation is the explanation is a person who is righteous, so when he has, he's not worried about tomorrow. He eats and he, and he fills his stomach. For tomorrow, he has his path of faith in God. Through which, he can always answer all of his future questions. He doesn't have to be worried today at all. Like in a Russia, it's not so when it comes to somebody who is, doesn't have the bitachim. He's not righteous. He's evil. He's the evil one. He depends, very interestingly, on his own efforts. His stomach is always empty. He's afraid to eat to his heart's content. He's afraid to fill up his stomach. Because he's afraid of tomorrow. He chooses to scrimp and save up today for tomorrow therefore his stomach is always empty which is not so someone who trusts in God he's always strong in his mind he's not afraid of anything that's going to happen he eats to his heart's content he eats and he fills fills himself he feels full why does he have to worry about tomorrow once a person has the path of faith in God and now his faith is in God there's no difference in times today or tomorrow it's all the same just like God provided for him today God will also provide for him his needs for tomorrow such a person has no fear of the future because he knows it. Just like Hashem gave him today. Just like Hashem gave him yesterday. Hashem has always provided for me. Hashem is always providing for me. Hashem will always provide for me. The amazing story from the Yerushalmi. There was a certain convert to Judaism who had originally been an astrologer. He understood the stars. He could see the future by right? gazing at the stars. One time, after he had already become a convert, he wanted to leave his home. He said inside of his heart, what is this? it's not such a good time to go out. He knew that based on his astrological sign, if he would go out now, he would be in danger. But then he said to himself, oh my goodness, what am I saying? He said to himself, why did I attach myself to this holy nation, to the Jewish people? To separate myself from this, this, these things. I don't have to be worried about these things, the verse says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 14, you, it's not so, Hashem has not given you the stars and the signs and the, the, all of the future, the ability to, to divine the future. You should not listen to those, you shouldn't listen to people who are psychic even, who have that ability to be able to know what's going to happen. He said to himself, "I'm going to go out in the name of my Creator. I have nothing to fear." On the way, he came close to a to an animal, a lion, that that was going to gobble him up. But he was able to give the lion his donkey. The donkey was eaten up by the lion, and he was saved. What would, what caused him to fall into danger in the first place? Because he thought about it first. That it wasn't a good idea to go out at that time. What saved him afterwards? It's because he trusted in God. It's an amazing thing. I ain't over there. I'll just finish the last two lines. We see that a person who trusts in God is so strong in his spirit. Such a person doesn't have to be afraid of animals that could, could rip him apart. He trusts in his creator. He will be saved from all the things that could harm him. And we see an amazing thing here that, that a person can have bitachana, can have faith in God. And the faith goes up and down. And a person can strengthen himself and get it back. And such a person who's on a certain level, if they don't have talking, if they lose their faith, they don't trust in God, it can be considered a sin in their regard. Right? The word sin, just like in, in, in Hebrew, the word hate means to miss the mark. So if a person misses the mark, they could be hitting the mark, but they choose not to. So then it could it could have a negative effect on them and they could succumb. To the those things that occur in the world which which are dangerous. But a person who has Bitachan strengthens his Bitachm reinforces his trust in God, so then God helps him. I want to remind you that we will be starting Yashem very soon, meaning either this week or next week, we're going to be starting a a group, a group of men separately from a group of women. And there are already Bar Hashem enough people who are interested. If you are interested and you haven't yet sent an email to Ari Goldwag at gmail.com, please do so now so that you can get in at the beginning. Join us in working on Bitachon.